Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That means that is Alan Saunders. Alan, I'm bored already. We're not going to have football, Steelers football for a while. I'm bored already. I'm not bored. I'm enjoying. Yeah, here's the thing. It's like, I'm relaxing. I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm relaxing is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm decompressing. I'm de-stressing. I'm I didn't know very- you knew how to do that, so that's good. I was very frustrated yesterday. I've, I've, I've let it go. Uh, <laughs> and I am... Um, it's good. It's good. Practice today was like half an hour. I'm fine with that. I don't need more than that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making plans for the weekend. It's weird. Like, that's not usually a thing that I do this time of year. So yeah. uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Just so, like, I, I think that it'd be first thing first, dive into this. I said I'm bored because I miss football already, knowing that this, there's not going to be a Steeler game on Sunday. But, like, how, what does a bye week even look like? So you're talking about for you, you know, it's weird to have – the opportunity to do some different things on the weekend, but for the players, especially like in the building, what does that look like during a bye week? So they scheduled two days of practice uh, this week, Wednesday, um, Tuesday and Wednesday, and they'll have those are kind of like normal 
practice days. Um, they do not wear pads today, but you know, kind of like a normal practice day, except they're a little bit shorter and they're a little bit heavier on like weird stuff that you don't usually do on a game in and game out basis. You know, like this might be a good week to, I don't know, break out some trick plays. It might be a good week to, uh, well, work on like specific things that you got wrong. So, you know, like if, if there's something that they feel like they're not doing correctly, this is a good week to just like, there's no focus to it is what I'm trying to say. Like it may be like one period of uh, punt block. Oh, we did that well. So probably not punt block, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Field, goal, field goal block. Oh, we, we put, we've, we've done all our field goal blocks the same. We don't want to have a tendency. We're going to put in a different field goal protection uh, th- this week. Okay. Or um, they screwed up the kneel down right at the end. They didn't, they took a penalty. So, yeah. okay. Let's get that right. Let's go over our our fastball calls on offense. You know, like what's the two minute look like? Just just a good week to kind of get all that stuff. They're not doing any heavy work uh, in in these two uh, practices. And in fact, tomorrow they're not going to do any work because after practice today, Mike Tomlin said, "See him giving you a day off." So they just have one practice this week, and the players are gone. They're going home, or they're going on vacation, or they're out of the building from this afternoon until Monday morning. So they get all this time off, uh, go home, recharge, go on vacation. Um, Heard some guys talking about uh, going to their college alma mater, if it's homecoming time, uh, whatever they got going on in their life, that's what they're doing. And then they will come back on Monday. So Monday on a typical week is like just a meeting day. They will have practice on Monday next week. And that could be a padded practice. I think that's that's what I would expect right now. And that will probably be a day where, like, you give most of the older guys the day off and kind of work in, like, let your practice squad guys play as their position instead of on a scout team and kind of, like, give them a day, a more like a training camp day, right, where you're working, like, instead of ones versus scout, like ones versus twos or, or something like that. And then – back into a normal routine starting Wednesday for the next week. So you know, when we talk about bi-week adjustments, a lot of times it's the coaches doing that work. It is not necessarily the players doing that work. You're not going to see a bi-week adjustment where, like, all of a sudden George Pickens is doing something totally different or, or you know, James Daniels is, well, he's been hurt. So, okay, man, that's a bad, bad example. But Najee Harris is going to come out with a new a new move. You know, mostly these bi-week adjustments are about coaches deciding what they can change and using this extra time that they have because they are not flying to Tahiti or Bora Bora or wherever for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they're they working uh, for the rest of the week for sure. I think they do get the weekend off. Um, it's also an opportunity to do a serious self-scout for them in terms of identifying tendencies, ways to break their tendencies, and that kind of thing. So that's what goes on in a bye week. Uh, and just from a media perspective, we talked to the defensive coaches today. The Steelers only make their assistant coaches available to the media during the season one time, during the bye week. So from the end of training camp until – OTAs next year or the draft next year, I guess. This will be the only time we get to talk to position coaches. So today I talked to Denzel Martin and Carl Dunbar. Nick uh, talked to Grady Brown and we talked to TA. Tomorrow we'll get the offensive coaches. So for our show purposes, we're going to kind of spend today mostly talking about defense and then maybe tomorrow talking about offense and kind of breaking into 
what those changes that we think might be coming, what they can make, what they can't make, and looking back on what they've done in the first, I don't know, this is more than a quarter, fifth of the season, I don't know, no, more than that, <laughs> no. third of the season, I don't know where we're we at, first five games, just say that. Yeah, they're in a weird spot. With this 17 games, you know, threw everything off. It'd be nice to just, you know, format it. Yeah, I can't quarter, do but... division with fractions in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry. They're going to go to 18 games soon, and then, you know, it'll be an even I'll number again. And yeah. That's great. That's um, but, yeah, so it's going to be defense. This is so weird. Look at, look at us. We get the rest of the week pretty much mapped out in terms of how the show's going to look. Defense today, offense tomorrow. 10,000 subscriber celebration on Thursday. Uh, Steelers afternoon drive. We got things figured out over here. Nick Faribault on Friday, by the way. You and don't there even we go. Know Faribault that. Friday. You know that yet, but I did. It's it's going to be Nick Faribault on Friday. So there you go. Another Faribault Friday. The people love it. Um, all right. But the first thing before we get into defense, actually, we got a really good comment that kind of ties into the conversation we would have already when it comes to defense. But I think we got to bring up Kenny talking today. Nick was was part of that. Um, Kenny bringing up that yes, you know, he did make a call at the line in terms of the protection they were going to run on the play and, and told George that what his route was going to be. So there was a change at the line of scrimmage after breaking the huddle on that game winning touchdown. Um, was there anything that he said that wasn't already, you know, information to you no not really i mean i guess it is interesting that they verbalized the check that he said to george hey this is zero and that's press you're running it deep i don't know and whatever worse i never even saw any communication between kenny and george so, right we've talked about that i yeah, didn't I mean, we thought it was maybe, maybe there was signal. a hand signal that i missed um yeah it had to be that um but again that's what like if Kenny doesn't say anything, that's what George is supposed to do anyway. And remember, we talked yesterday like there was a they ran the same concept earlier in the game and they were not on the same page. So you know, good job by Kenny making sure that they were on the same page. Um, but George is supposed to read that that way anyway. And one of the things I actually think is difficult about this scheme is that it does put a lot of onus on the receivers to read the defense, the whole defense, and not just their coverage, because they don't really have a lot of those kind of adjustments for Kenny to make it the line. Like, George has to read that the same way that Kenny reads it most of the time. If there was a specific adjustment in there made where Kenny's saying, yes, go deep, or yes, that I'm, I'm alerting you. So some, an alert, I don't think we talked about an alert yesterday. An alert would just be like, hey, here's what I'm seeing. You know, we talked about how like a play can have multiple ways to be to to read it. Well, sometimes a player on the backside of a play knows he's the fifth read and will just kind of jog and go down the field and be like, oh, whatever. Like that's Kenny saying, like, hey, be ready, it's coming over there. You know, like that 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 kind of thing. Um, sometimes that's necessary, sometimes it's not. Uh, but really, I mean, nothing changed. It it is what we knew it was, and and it's still a stupid thing to talk about. It was a good play. For the offense, it was a good play by Kenny Pickett. It was a good play by George Pickens. And uh, further dissection of it is senseless at this point. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing is where where it's getting lost. is like that's a built-in check, though. Like yeah. if you see cover zero, you go the, to it's that. It's all yeah. part of the play, right? An audible is changing to a different play. That's not what's happening here. And I don't believe Kenny is even allowed to do that. Um, so, and, and there's no reason for Canada, zero reason for Canada to be frustrated by the processes that he has put in to his, uh, the checks and the, and the parts of the play that are there working properly, like no reason for that to be upsetting to him. Zero. 
like by two second-year players. Yeah, yeah they, by two they players practiced that all week, okay? <laughs> like him putting that in and then practicing it all week and it working, like there's no reason for him to be bothered by that, none whatsoever. So it's senseless. Yep. Uh, well, hopefully that's, you know, the last that we discuss of it. Again, we wanted this to be a defensive heavy show. We had to bring that up, though, with Kenny speaking today. So let's talk about the defense. Um, do you want me to bring up that comment now? Yeah, go straight to we'll that comment, because I'll be honest, I had in my head what I wanted this show to be about. And then you read yeah. that comment and I was like, all right, our, 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 our <laughs> Did, was in it my Alan head, the, I was like, yeah. Don't, get out of there. That's not cool. But this is cool because it's it's cool that we lined up that way. Go, go ahead. Read the read the comment. Uh, Colton S412, which this could very well just be Alan Saunders' burner on YouTube <laughs> giving us comments. Uh, I know people are Creating frustrated with, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I know people are frustrated with how the Steelers have brought along Joey Porter Jr., Broderick Jones, and Keanu Benton so slowly. But is it possible that those guys have played so well in their limited time due to that being the fact? Yeah, this is a really good point. Um, so. Are you familiar with the Peter principle? Uh, I no. This is like a business. I'm googling thing, right now. Basically, you get promoted until you get promoted to a job that you can't do, and then you just stay there. So, if you're always promoting people from within, you will eventually have an entire organization full of people that are failing because you promoted them one step too far, right? So like, hey, he was a good writer. Let's make him editor. He was a good editor. Let's make him publisher. He's a good publisher. Let's make him CEO. Crap, he's a bad CEO. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. at some point, almost everyone gets to that crap. He or she is bad at this somewhere in that process. So there's a lot of that going on with the Steelers here where the team has set out a plan that they think is the best way for their young players to grow and develop. Sometimes the team needs trump that plan. Broderick Jones, for example, did not plan on him being a full-time full rep starter by week five of this season. Okay. But hey, the team plan the team needs trump that plan. But sometimes they don't. And when they don't, it's more about letting guys continue to have success and continue to build on success instead of immediately getting them exposed for not being good enough to do the whole job and then dealing with failure. You know, I talked to Joey Porter Jr. today, and first of all, I mean, Joey's a great kid and great to talk to, but, like, he's bubbling right now, right? I mean, the guy just made a great interception. Uh, he he's, he's, he's in a great space. They're going into their bye week. He's got four days off, and – even though the team results have not been where they want, this rookie feels great about his rookie season right now. He feels great about it. If he goes out and plays 70 snaps against the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think that's the case, right? I don't think that, mm -hmm. that, that he ends up where we are here if he has to drink through the fire hose at the beginning of the season. And but I talked to both Joey and I talked to Keanu Benton about this. And both of them were really appreciative of, one, the coaching staff caring enough about them to come up with a plan. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Like, it shows investment from the team into the player when they say, hey, here's our plan for you. Here's how it's going to go. And then the, the nature of it, where you saw it, Joey got just dime snaps. 
And then he got dime and like a couple outside corner snaps. And then he got dime and like a couple outside corner series. And I bet next game he's going to get dime and maybe some nickel and some outside corner series. But, you know, I don't know that he's going to be a full-time starter in, in week seven, but you can see the path there. And it is just good people management when you tell people, here's what we're going to give you now. If you succeed, here's what you get next. If you succeed, here's what you get next. Here is the path to get from where you are to where you want to be. Here's how long it's going to take. Here are the, the, the benchmarks for us, for you along the way. It just makes their life as a rookie in the NFL, which is already hectic and chaotic, so much easier. And I think they're doing the same thing with Keanu Benton, right? Starts playing only nose tackle. Then they add a little bit of three tech. Now, last week, we see four eye and five tech involved in, in the process. He's playing end in the base defense. He starts a game for the first time. He plays a career high in snaps. And I think people see, oh, my gosh, Keanu Benton is playing better than, um, you know, whatever, Isaiah Loudermilk. Why is Isaiah Loudermilk getting these snaps instead of Benton? Why don't they just give them all to Benton? Joey Porter Jr. is playing better than Shannon Sullivan. So they should be playing Porter and moving Peterson in the slot, and and Sullivan should be getting less reps and Porter should be getting more. The reason, a big part of the reason they're playing well is the reps that they're getting and it part of this player development process. That doesn't mean that Joey Porter Jr. is not capable of, of playing an entire game right now. I'm sure he is if the team needed him to, but they don't feel like they do. And they're getting the results they want in other places that is not feeling like breaking glass in case of emergency is necessary at this point at those two positions. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I guess there's something to be said for the sink or swim stuff if that player exceeds right away and you don't see a drop off. But bringing a guy slowly along like this when you know that there's a long term plan for them, um, you know, we're seeing what the return of investment can be with these guys. They're, They're not here just to be contributors in their rookie year. They're hoping that these guys can be huge contributors down the road. So it's not just about the 2023 season especially big guys like linemen generally have a larger learning curve and adjusting to the league than skill position players. And so, you know, and they have longer careers when you draft an offensive lineman in the first and second round, a defensive lineman in the first and second round, you're expecting those guys to be 10 year players for your team. Like, like you're expecting to get David DeCastro and Cam Hayward out of these guys. Okay. But David DeCastro and Cam Hayward were not pro bowlers from, from out of the wrapper. Like they took time to develop. Now, DeCastro played a little bit earlier than Hayward did, but they did not remember become... people hated him though because of right? remember the Marquise Pouncey injury. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it takes time for them to become that player. And I think it's a really a credit to the team that they've been really patient with these guys, even though there was an injury to Cam Hayward, even though Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson have not played as well as they are capable of playing. Shannon Sullivan certainly has not either that they have not panicked. And uh, I guess you could say they haven't blinked to uh, use Mike Tomlin's own terminology. They are just calmly sticking with the plan and it's working. And, you know, I think the, the, the broader Jones thing as well, you know, I think a lot of teams, you trade up to get to get a guy in the first round, you're paying a lot for him. I think a lot of teams would have forced him into the lineup right away, and they didn't. Dan Moore beat him in training camp. There's no question about that. He deserved the chance to keep his job. 
we talked all offseason about how difficult the early assignment was there in terms of Bosa mm-hmm. and Garrett and Crosby. And now you're getting Roderick Jones in the lineup against, with all due respect to Javian Clowney, not the same kind of challenge. And, and certainly nobody in Houston that's even really worth mentioning. And now he's got a bye week where he can practice with the ones. And now he's got the Rams who don't have a you know, elite edge rusher either. I mean, Aaron Donald's going to come out that way sometimes, but, you know, more often than not, it's a guy who's not an impact player. And so this is really, I think, I think the bye week was sort of the beginning of, here's where the Steelers would have started to consider playing Broderick Jones anyway, even if Dan Moore hadn't been injured, just happened that he got injured and they had to move that time frame up a week and a half. But it just feels... I think anytime when I'm judging a team I'm covering, um, when you can see the intent of the organization in their actions, and then it plays out the way that it was intended. I always think that has to be a credit to the organization and it's got to make you feel good about the other things they have planned. Like it gives you faith you know, it's it's why it's the opposite reason of why when the Pittsburgh Pirates claim somebody on waivers in December, everyone's like, World Series, here we go. Yep. Jack Simpson, he's going to be the guy to do it all. <laughs> but meanwhile, like, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, you're probably like, wonder what Robert Stevenson just gave us our next all-star, right? Like, it's the yeah. same move, okay? But it's the track record of the organization giving you that feeling and I think it's right to point out that I think the Steelers are doing a really good job with these three young players and bringing them along smartly and slowly to get to a point where they could be really good contributors, even in their rookie season. Yeah. And there's some stuff I want to touch on with Broderick, but I can save that for tomorrow offensively. But I wanted to point out, I thought the, the Porter stuff was really interesting and a really good point that you made just in terms of like when you look at the cornerback position, I've always considered that one of the tougher mental positions to play. So, you know, if he gets burned early on, it could be tough for him to recover right away. I'm not saying he's mentally weak, obviously, but just like the fact that they've gone about it like this and let him be in a really good place during the bye, especially coming off a Ravens week where we know like your Steelers tenure, a lot of that is going to be determined by the plays that you make against the Baltimore Ravens. So for him to have a play like that already under his belt and now to just have this time off to think about it and get ready for what could be an increased role going into LA. I just like you said, it just seems like he's in a really good spot right now. Yeah. And Benton too, you know, they, they, this is a defensive line that's been playing without its best player. And I think playing better than we thought they would given that, right. I mean, like there's been some problems with the Steelers defense, the line has not been this glaring issue um, where where I think they've been horrible. You know, I think they've done okay. And I think Benton is a big part of that. I think he probably needs to get continue to grow and continue to get more reps. When I look at the rep sheet and I see that, like, Monty Adams has, like, 20 more plays than Keanu Benton, I'm like, well, Benton's better right now. Mm-hmm. So he yep. probably should be getting more. But there's a plan, and it's not like Mont Adams played so badly that they needed to get away from that plan. Um, we'll see more of Keanu Benton next week. And that's that's the way they're going about things. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And it seems to be working really well. Well, okay, so let's go there. Then after the bye, what changes we could see defensively? We've talked about a presumed increased role for Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton. I want to bring up two more names, though. We saw 
Fahoka was active but didn't play a snap, and then Desmond King just played the one where Justice Hill had a rushing touchdown, where it looked like there was definitely some miscommunication there in the back end. Like they were pointing the entire time, and he just kind of threw his hands up. He didn't know where to be on the field. So, you know, two of those guys come to mind as well in terms of guys that we saw active but obviously didn't play a role on defense. Could we, though, post by? Well, I don't think we'll see Fahoko against the Rams. They're a three-receiver team pretty much all the time. Um, Tennessee, though, is right on the other side of that, and that's mm-hmm. a two-tight end team. That's a heavy running team. We could see him there. Um, I don't know. I don't understand their their unwillingness to go to Fahoko, but Or wait, know, they have Jacksonville in between because oh, Jacksonville and Tennessee, okay. Jacksonville Tennessee on a short week after oh, Jacksonville. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Tennessee's a Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, Jacksonville – uh plays mostly one tight end one running back but i think they run some different stuff i haven't looked too much at their new offense um i think i don't know that i just don't think at this point like i'm i've kind of given up on the idea that what for whatever they just don't see it in Braden fahoko and i don't think the run defense has been so bad the last this this past week especially i thought they defended the run pretty well against baltimore which is a heavy run mm-hmm. team so I don't know. I think it seems like they're going to keep on keeping on um, in terms of that. Desmond King, I don't know, man. It seemed like he had a shot, and it didn't seem like he took very good advantage of it there. I mean, he was it was very clearly something was wrong. Something was not done correctly on that play where Justin Hill scores a touchdown. There was some obvious confusion on the back end, and then him not getting any more snaps kind of tells me that the confusion is probably him. <laughs> like, that's, you know, I yeah. – Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's not good. Um, they kind of waited a long time, I feel like, to let him loose. And uh, first snap, still not ready to go. So probably not a start, uh, sparkling endorsement of him being a bigger contributor going forward. But I did talk to Terrell Austin today about this idea of when are we going to see more of Patrick Peterson in the slot? And basically he said they trust Patrick Peterson to play in the slot. The only holdup has been how many snaps are we willing to give Joey Porter right now? And so mm-hmm. I do think that quote specifically and, and the plan that we've seen from Joey tells me that when we see a lot of nickel against the Rams, three receivers, Atwell, Nakua, and Cup, which you would not have believed would be talked about as a dangerous receiver trio, <laughs> but right, yeah, or even expected to be the starters for that team. Uh, they just traded Van Jefferson today. Yeah, they just traded Van Jefferson. and um, I expect that we will see a good amount of Porter, Peterson, and Wallace all on the field at the same time. And I don't think there's any question that those are the Steelers' three best corners. So if they're playing three corners, those are the three they need to be playing. Whether it's Sullivan or King, if they need a fourth one out there, to me is not that important. But I think either of them could probably do that job, but I think we're going to see a lot more of the nickel package, the skinny nickel that I, I called it in training camp with the three outside corners and no slot guy uh, or, or no predetermined slot guy. Now I do expect that Peterson will be the guy to move into the slot. You know, Joey Porter is such a good man corner, but he is not really what I would call like a great zone corner yet. Not saying mm-hmm. he can't be just wasn't what his, College defense right. asks him to do a lot, doesn't have a lot of experience in that area. And Peterson is just the total opposite, like only really want to play him in zone. And I think, you know, 
this is the way to fix that in, in some way is, is to move Peterson inside and have him playing against more slot guys. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, he had some reps against Mark Andrews that didn't go so great in that Baltimore game. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, but it sure seems like that's going to be the plan. And I think well, it's that's, good. that's what I was going to ask just in terms of like the tackling issues that they've had on the back end. So like, you got to be a short tackler if you're playing in the slot and he can get those teams might be kind of looking for that mismatch also, if they are a team that fletches out their tight end. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers have faith in it. I, do you though? feel like that is something that could work for them that alignment i think they have to balance tackling and coverage i don't think joey is a particularly strong run defender from an outside corner position and i expect that patrick peterson would be an even worse run defender as a slot corner than he would be as an outside corner that's usually the way it works there's more run defense responsibilities mm-hmm. slot corner this skinny nickel to me needs to be a passing down nickel and we need to see the heavy nickel with minka in the slot as a run down nickel defense if you go back to the days of mike hilton and cam sutton that's exactly the way the steelers did it mike hilton played run down nickel cam sutton played pass down nickel so i do think that you're going to see the three safety nickel with minka in the slot on rundowns and you're going to see that skinny nickel with Peterson in the slot on passing downs. And that's probably the, in, in the base, maybe we will see still more of Wallace and Peterson and not Joey in the base three, four defense, because that is when you are expecting runs and you probably want the two best tacklers out there. And I do think that's probably Wallace and Peterson. Man, we are so far removed from that 2019 secondary. Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, Minka, and Edmonds. They had on the back. one good secondary in like the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Like that deep too, you know, like those four yeah. corners and those two safeties. Um, I wanted to ask you about one unit though, too, in particular. Um, maybe you won't see change here. That's why I want to ask you about it. The inside linebacker rotation with Elandon Roberts, Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb. How do you guys? How do you feel like those guys have fit into their roles? And do you think that that's going to continue going forward? I think they're hitting their stride. I think they've figured out the the rep distribution. Quan Alexander and, and Cole Holcomb. They're trading off with the green dot. They're playing the majority of the reps. Roberts is playing more of a rundown specialist, and he's good at that. He's made an impact stopping the run. We finally saw Alexander's pass rush come through a little bit. I think he's. Um, I thought he was been really a little, good on Sunday, like three tackles. Been a little like, there. been a little like, I don't know if like held back or or just hasn't been set for, hasn't been cut loose in in the passing game mm-hmm. in, in the pass rush to this point. I think we saw more of that, and and he did a really good job. And Holcomb just needs to be the guy that can do a little bit of everything. He doesn't need to be great at all of it, but they need a versatile player to go alongside those other two. And I think he can be that he's the guy that's going to take the brunt of the bad assignments. He is going to be the Terrell Edmonds whipping boy where you see a play made in 55 there. And you're like, Oh, that Holcomb stinks. And then you go back and look at the tape and you're like, why was he even there? Like, well, because they were trying Mm. to do something else somewhere else. And he got stuck with a bad assignment. I do think there's going to be some of that to his game this year, but I thought they had their best game together against Baltimore, yeah. and I wouldn't be trying to change anything about the way those linebackers are playing right now. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, and the one last guy I wanted to bring up um, is Keanu Neal. His role, you mentioned, you know, maybe like some three safety stuff. Obviously, he's on the field in those situations. Um, but how do you feel like he's played up to this point? And is he kind of in, just in his role, whatever that might be right now? Do you see that changing at all? He seems like in this in the Baltimore game anyway, it was playing a little faster to me. Like it just seemed a little bit more comfortable in what he was doing. Um, I still think they are not doing enough to maximize the playmaking of Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, moving him yeah. around does a lot of things for the rest of the defense and a lot in letting him take away things. But like, I, I expected to see more like of the three safety where instead of Minka in the slot, it's Minka as a robber or Minka as a, as a spy or, um, you know, I haven't seen enough of that for me. I want to see him. I want to see 39 get his hands on the football. I want to see quarterbacks have to have a more difficult job of accounting for where 39 mm-hmm. is on a play in and play out basis. I'm not sure they've gotten that to that point yet. And I think that's to me the, the big job in terms of the safety grouping. Um, KZ has not uh, done badly. You know, he's basically exclusively playing that open field free safety where like, the design of the defense is you're hoping he never has to do anything. So like, it's kind of hard to criticize him for being quiet, right? That's generally a good thing for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think that about does it unless you got anything else. So we got it. Um, tomorrow I, we will announce, uh, the rules for our giveaways on Thursday. But if you guys have like thoughts about that, Go ahead and leave them in the comments. And uh, we're going to give away some subscriptions to Steelers Now Plus. I got that squared away. Uh, We talked about it. We got gloves. No, not gloves. Uh, Socks, hats, uh, jersey that is not. Mm. uh, A jersey that is not. TJ Watt. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, that would have been that would have been a big one. So it's here. It's on my porch right now. I'm gonna grab oh, it. okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff to give away. It's, it's we're gonna be live. I think uh, we'll probably be live. I don't know around. I, I, we'll, we'll figure out the timing. We'll announce that tomorrow, but sometime in the afternoon. That's the name of the show. We're kind of limited by that, and so uh, we'll uh, we'll get that taken care of. But that's that's all I got. Steelers evening drive. Uh, no, Alan, tell the people where they can find you at a Saunders underscore PGH on X at PGH Steelers now on X Steelers Lots of good stuff there uh, today and the rest of the bye week. Steelers now plus subscribe get ten percent off using the promo code Allen ten. It costs like two large pizzas it's great Steelers coverage for the whole year do it also buy two large pizzas because pizza is delicious like and subscribe to the YouTube channel buy it on Thursday to eat during the live stream that's what I would be doing oh yeah absolutely Uh, I'm Zachary Smith PGH like Alan said like subscribe hit that notification bell here leave us a comment if you are listening somewhere else be sure to leave us a five star review and make sure you subscribe there as well because Apple Spotify all those platforms you got to be subscribed to so you can get a notification every time the new episode goes out so be sure to do that for alan saunders i'm zachary smith we'll be back tomorrow thanks for jumping in take another ride on the steelers afternoon it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Drive. 